This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Tim Moser, your host today here in the Fargo studio, looking through the window at Therese Blonskowski. She's doing an awesome job producing. Thanks, Therese. Appreciate it. Eli's sitting out there with his Santa hat on. He's looking at a computer. Are you really working, Eli? Or you know, so maybe I have a bell on that hat too, huh? So we can keep track of you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I'd like to thank everyone here at the studio for uh, Mark Colcraft, of course, our executive director and all the staff. They just do such a wonderful job. Thanks again. And speaking of thanks, I'd like to thank Ed Kaneshka from the University of Mary, Amanda Jensen, and Chris Kraft, who are work at the Diocese of Bismarck for our last half hour, talking about the North Dakota March for Life. And we really appreciate all that they're doing for that. Well, I'd like to join now Father Shannon Bouquet, who is Executive Director of Human Life International. Welcome, Father. Well, thank you very much, Tim. It's great to be with you. I appreciate it. So I just uh, I need to tell you and our listeners, and, I, and I'm not just saying this, your website is one of my all-time favorites. I have a passion for the connections that Father Mark started to make. And on people like John Kipley, the idea between the contraceptive mentality and all these life and love issues, right? And uh, you're just continuing that. And I love your your, your uh, weekly columns. They really uh, hit, hit the nail on the head. So I really appreciate you taking the time to share some of your insight with us. Well, thank you, Tim. Greatly appreciated. And, you know, it, it really is an, it's an honor to, you know, follow in the steps, uh, footsteps of Father Marks. You know, you know, for our audience who may or may not be familiar with him, you know, uh, nearly 50 years ago, Father Marks, really, in the words of the Scripture, uh, when Jesus says, you know, to Peter, put out into the deep, you know, Father Marks did just that. He put out into deeper water uh, to confront a subject that, and uh, different subjects on life and family that, you know, we're not always the most popular, particularly the subject of uh, contraception. And for Father Marks, uh, it, this was very important because he saw, as Paul VI, with his uh, encyclical Humanae Vitae, you know, talking about what are the consequences if this uh, mentality of contraception uh, becomes so innate in people's lives, what are those consequences? And he even shared that with John Paul II uh, in, in an audience with the Holy Father, and uh, who uh, he, John Paul would call later the Apostle for Life. And, and he said to Father Marks uh, uh, that if you do all these things, if you bring this message about the threats against human life, the threats against marriage, the uh, ends of marriage, the transmission of human life, uh, even the issues of uh, homosexuality, euthanasia, then you will be doing the most important work on earth. And so it really was indeed stepping out into the deep water and, and now serving as president, you know, in, uh, in, for HLI and, you know, in being able to bring this uh, message to people around the world is really humbling and it's, uh, it's a great joy. Uh, to date, you know, HLI has had the jo- uh, privilege of serving in over 162 countries. And, you know, we, we work dominantly with uh, seminarian formation, with our uh, continuing ed for priests, and working in uh, harmony and collaboration with bishops and bishops' conferences, uh, working with religious and lay faithful. You know, the whole gambit, I mean, all this began, you know, with this one man, this Benedictine monk, you know, who uh, stepped out of that deep water uh, to deal with these issues. And so it's, it really is an honor. Uh, you, you asked him, you know, how, in a way, did I come to this great work? It was in 2011, I... Um, was uh, am a priest uh, from the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau in South Louisiana, and I received a phone call in February of 2011 
And uh, the phone call basically was, Father uh, Boki, your name was uh, offered to us uh, for consideration of president of HLI. Would you be open to that consideration? And here we are, you know, uh, nearly 10 years later, and very much uh, uh, humbled by the ability to to serve uh, in this great work. So uh, for our audience, I mean, if you're interested in learning more, please, uh, you know, visit uh, HLI.org. Uh, to uh, learn a little bit more about this great work, its history, uh, the people that we work with around the world, uh, and uh, the, the, the people I have the joy of working alongside, our directors, our affiliates, uh, people who are, as Father Marks would note, uh, people working on the ground in various ways uh, in, the, in the culture of life to be able to support life and to support the family. So true. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet, president of Human Life International, HLI.org, again, is the website. You know, Father, a lot of, again, there's so many issues you talk about, and a lot of people think of them as separate issues. But, you know, really, when it comes down to it, if you could talk just maybe for a minute or two about the dignity of the human person, if we understand that concept, then really the church's teaching and what is right actually flows from our understanding, correct understanding of what the human, who the human person is. Absolutely. So it, it, it's so important because, you know, when we look at uh, Genesis one twenty seven, and we hear when the Lord reminds us, you know, that we are made in the image of God, and so this, this, this our dignity, you know, originates, in, you, know, in this, you know, in this wonderful gift of God's creation that He has made us for Himself. He, we are the only creature and created thing in all of creation that God has deemed for Himself, has made for Himself, wants for Himself, and it's such a, 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 when we read the Catechism, which I would encourage our audience to do on the sections of human dignity, begins in, in 351 and following, it really gives a clear understanding of the Church's fundamental one holding on human dignity, the doctrine of this the great teaching, and why it is applicable to every aspect. And just so our audience kind of can see the connectivity, you know, let's look at the issue of contraception and why... It is an intrinsic evil. Why the Church even identifies it as so is because it assaults human dignity. It assaults the human person, you know, and it assaults the, the uh, when, when you look at the human person who is both a, is a composite of spirit and body. And so it's, people often think, well, it's, it's just affecting my biology, it's affecting... But you know, no, it assaults actually the human dignity itself. It assaults that innate dignity because... You know, it's not like we can separate ourselves from, you know, I'm, I'm a body here and I'm a spirit here. No, we are that composite. And so an assault that goes against us and it goes against the very nature and the ends of, of marriage, you know, the dignity of marriage assaults the, the body person, it assaults, you know, the, 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 the whole being that we call the human person. And it's important for people to see that. And when they do, then you can draw the next conclusion you know, obviously, you know, when you look at euthanasia and you say, okay, well, if I am close to human life and it's in its beginning, in the transmission of human life, which is the, which is the natural, you know, uh, uh, progression of a conjugal act between a husband and wife, you know, if, if there, if that part there exists that I don't, uh, you want, don't want to be open to life, I'm in charge of my own body, then you can see how we can move to euthanasia. We can see how we can move toward the end of life to those who are terminally ill or to those with handicaps that we see in other parts of the world that you know, have deemed arbitrarily this person has a right to life, this person does not have a right to life. So when we, when we tread 
on human dignity, when we don't understand the innate dignity, the uh, unchangeable dignity of the human person, these are the consequences we see, both at the beginning of human life, at the end of life, and every stage in between. So it all starts, uh, Tim, and uh, as, as you know, and our audience knows, who has been very, very active in, in pro-life and family apostolates, that you know, if we if we can transform people's understanding of the human person, not from a pragmatic point of view, that it's not about you know this idea of the value is and what I can produce, or the values and what I can create, you know, or a consumeristic approach to the human person in the sense that treating the human person like a commodity like we would, you know, buying a bottle of Coke or a bottle of water, and once consumed, we just dispose of it. You know, we don't treat the human person in this way, because the human person is, is not a commodity. The human person is not a value that is arbitrarily uh, imposed upon it. The human person has innate value that can never be taken away. It's not arbitrary in any manner, and it's not given by any entity. It comes in the very fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Hmm, so well put. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International about the dignity of the human person. You know, and, and I love uh, the catechism is so good, and John Paul II is so great. You talked about contraception. 2370 and 2371 talk about the difference between NFP and contraception involves in the final analysis two irreconcilable concepts of the human person and human sexuality. Either we're made in the image and likeness of God and he is the one who defines what these actions mean or we want to define what they mean. And, and that's huge, isn't it, Father? Oh, it is. Because, you know, an example of this would be, you know, in our work in um, many uh, developing parts of the world, you know, we have uh, sadly, you know, a very Western mentality that is being imposed. And by Western mentality, what I am getting to is the fact that, uh, just kind of coining a phrase that we are all familiar with, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's about my freedom, my choice, and it's about mm-hmm. what I can do with my body. But, you know, again, as I said, this goes completely against the, 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 uh, the innate human dignity. And we can look at that when regards to human sexuality. So the idea here is that, you know, there is a dignity to human sexuality. There is intended purpose. There is an intended direction. It has a finality. It has, in a sense, within itself a capacity toward an end. And so when we, when we rupture that understanding, then again, we can look at, we, we, we're looking at the human person purely from, uh, you know, an act that is for gratification or an act that is for seeking pleasure only. But yet, when we look within the conjugal act, which is only to be expressed between husband and wife, and we look at the, the, the ends, which the Church teaches so beautifully, what we call the unitive and procreative ends of marriage, that, you know, to, when contraception is thrust into this, it ruptures these ends. It violates both of them. It violates both the unitive, which is supposed to be, in a sense, an expression of this unity, this, this expression of self-giving, self uh, uh, given up to oneself completely to the other. And so when we introduce a contraceptive mentality, a contraceptive, whether that be chemical, mechanical, or even through interruption, what have we done? We've severed, we've broken this connectivity. And so because the, 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 the act itself is always to be open to the transmission of human life. So when we look at the Church's teaching and how we in Africa, for example, you know, work very strongly uh, and heavily 
in dioceses in some of the most remote parts of the world where we're working with couples and married couples to help them understand the beauty of human sexuality and how as husband and wife to be open to the transmission of human life and to cooperate in the natural gift that God gives to man and woman in the gift of that expression. And unfortunately, I brought up the West because what we see is a Western force, you know, bringing in contraception, bringing in both chemical and mechanical means. We have this whole mentality where we, where Father Marx used to call the great sex mess, where we've made sex such a priority uh, in, in, in life and, and, and ruptured it from its proper end, its proper purpose. And so when we look at the Church's teaching on natural family planning, what do we encounter, you know, through the teachings of Paul VI, you know, responsible parenthood? We look at all this, but it all originates in the human dignity, in the dignity of marriage and its openness to the transmission of life. This is what is so important for our audience, and maybe some are not familiar, you know, and there's actually some confusion uh, because of not understanding the Church's teaching on this issue. I would strongly encourage our audience, you know, to, to visit, one, the Catechism, Tim, that you, re, uh, that you quoted from, uh, but also just to, to visit, you know, the, uh, the Catholic Conference of Bishops. They have a beautiful, uh, and part of their, uh, on their uh, pro-life apostolate and family, some great teaching tools there that are available to, for people to read and to grow an understanding of this great teaching. Yes, so true. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International. As you can see, well-versed, and the Spirit is moving. He's got a passion for life, and I love that. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue with Father Shannon Bouquet. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I think that, well, first of all, I tend to be more of an app user than I do live radio listening, but I get all of the same programming, just maybe a little bit delayed. And I think that the main reason for having this wonderful availability is basically what you would call in the business world the economy of scale. It's, it's possible for um, our local RPR network to broadcast things that locally we could not afford to have or, or programming that, that we just don't have the talent available locally. And the things that come to mind are really the best of the best that are national syndicated type programs that are available locally like EWTN programming, um, Father Spitzer's programming, uh, Catholic Answers, all of those things are things that are 
are so appreciated by the people in our community that we may not have that local talent here and um, RPR gives us the possibility of delivering it locally. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to our last segment here on Real Presence Live this morning. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International, and we want to focus on the international portion. A lot of people know what's going on in the United States, but Father, you're kind of unique with HLI in that you are worldwide. Why don't you give our listeners some insight as to what else is going on outside of the United States? Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, it was so beautiful with the international conversation is, you know, you get to really see the church alive, Mm. the church in, in in its full spectrum of work within life and family. And I'll just kind of focus in a little bit on what's happened in Africa and what's going on in, uh, in Asia. Uh, you know, in Africa, we know it's so much of Africa is still developing. And one of the archbishops there, you know, recently told me, he said, in reference to the young church of Africa, when we look in the sense of the, of the church and its, and its establishment and its growth, it's still quite young, but yet it's growing very quickly, and, and it's vibrant. You know, in many parts of Africa, the Church is expanding uh, its population, meaning its number, uh, its growth, but as also with that has come, come also the temptation uh, of, of modernism, the temptation of, uh, of, of embracing the Western mentality. And this is a challenge uh, very much so, because in Africa we still have a very a culture that loves life, respects life, there's a beauty of marriage, uh, and, you know, and so, and all of a sudden you still get this intrusion. So, you know, and I think what's important for our audience is to realize, uh, you know, and I, I'm just to familiarize, that our policies in our own country, what we, we, we inaugurate in, in policy and bills and law, eventual laws or what happens at the United Nations or what is discussed in Geneva, uh, of which we are a part of in discussion uh, and, uh, and sit on the ECOSOC Committee of the United Nations. And, you know, you, you hear what's being promulgated or pushed around the world. And I would say to our audience, the first thing is that we need to become more aware of what our own country is doing or not doing. Doing means is what policies are we, we, pu- we pushing upon other nations. Uh, we've seen this over the last, uh, you know, uh, five decades where we've had some very negative influence upon Africa, particularly so much of our, uh, not of late under the President, uh, President Trump's administration, we've seen some very positive uh, impact there. But prior to that, you know, we, we saw was uh, policies where, you know, we will give funding, uh, we will support funding only if you embrace contraception or you embrace, uh, you know, uh, issues of abortion, legalize an abortion. And so we as a nation need to see that we have uh, an important position to, to express here of what we're going to uh, bring to other nations. And I would say that this is by far one of the greatest harms that's being done uh, to our African brothers and sisters from our Western mentality, particularly in our policies. But as I mentioned, under the Trump administration, we saw these things change, which I'm very grateful for. And the quote one of my directors in Tanzania who oversees all of our work in English-speaking Africa, Africans don't need contraception, they don't need abortion, 
Uh, what they do need is infrastructure. They need farming equipment. They need electrification. They need access to clean water. And just to pause there for a moment, that 30% of Africans do not have access to clean drinking water. But yet, the, uh, through all these Western policies and uh, amounts of money, that we can look at well, well over nearly $100 billion has been spent in Africa pushing population control. Uh, it, it is a horrendous crime against life and family in Africa. And, you know, just to transition a little bit into what we see in Asia, of course, Asia is a very unique community. And in Asia, we also could refer to as India. India is also a very uh, a growing uh, population within the specific regions where you see Christianity, Catholicism growing. But again, because of policies and procedures over the last few decades, uh, the family is under assault. But what I've seen on the ground, and I was in a virtual conference last night and the night before in, in India, you know, t- working with priests, working with lay leaders, there's such a hunger for the Church's teaching. There's such a hunger for, uh, for programs to be able to support the family. So, for example, natural family planning, uh, you know, helping couples to understand the full spectrum of the Church's teaching on human sexuality, human dignity, the dignity of marriage. Uh, I'm excited because I see such a, a joy and a wonder growing, uh, not only in Africa as in Asia, uh, but in other parts of the world. And, you know, and, but I also hear the need, and I think that is something our audience could be doing twofold. One is to pray you know, for the great work of uh, not only HLI, but many other groups that are working on the ground in various communities to promote life and family. We desperately need spiritual uh, uh, encouragement and prayer and the fortification that comes from the Spirit of God to protect us from the wiles of the enemy. And to also, we also need people to pray, you know, for the funding that is necessary. So many of these groups that we collaborate with depend, depend completely on the generosity of others uh, to make those things happen. And uh, I think it's so important you know, for us to do these two things. Uh, and, and, and lastly, you know, in a sense, kind of transitioning, just uh, one thing on the global uh, scale is there is an excitement, and I think our audience who are maybe more familiar with what's happening in the United States, but I will tell you, globally, there is a growing movement. There is a growing excitement. You know, for example, 40 Days for Life is growing in many parts of, 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 of the world, and that's great to see because that's a great active participation that people can get involved in. But I see pro-life groups growing. I see people wanting to take things into their parliaments, into their government, both into their, into their civil communities. That is something so new and so, and so exciting to see that people are taking ownership on every level. And, and as we know, if we can protect our families and if we can secure our families and we can protect the dignity of marriage... This is where we will make the greatest influence. So, so I ask our audience, please, you know, keep us in prayer. Uh, you know, keep uh, us before uh, an adoration and, and mass. Uh, when you pray your rosary, uh, when you're taking time just to reflect on the great work of the pro-life uh, movement throughout the world, I hope you will remember Human Life International. Pray for me. Pray for those that I am privileged to serve. And, uh, and again, I, Tim, I thank you for the opportunity today uh, to be able to spend this little time with you and your audience to talk a little bit about this great work. Well, Father Shannon, thank you so much for that. And thanks for the great work of, of Human Life International. We appreciate it. And of course, uh, we definitely want to have you back on. So be looking for another call and email from me. Awesome. And we appreciate it. Awesome. Very much. And I hope your audience, I, I know won't get a chance before, but I hope you have a rest of an enjoyable Advent. 
and a very blessed and Merry Christmas. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International. Thanks again so much, Father. God bless. All right. God, God bless you too. Wow, Therese, that was a fun little two hours, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's amazing. I just, like I said, I have been a Human Life International fan for so long. They just, they get it, you know, and, and, and it's wonderful to hear what they're doing internationally too. I, I, I don't know much internationally. You know, they, they really bring that perspective in. So good. Well, Therese, I suppose we have probably another show coming up in a day yes, or so, huh? we do. So on our next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central Hosts Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross will that, be coming to you live from the J-Mart in Pisic. That sounds like double trouble. Yes. Hey, I wonder if there'll be free donuts up there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I bet there is. <laughs> so call in with your questions for Straight Talk. And then Nancy Gord and Father William Slattery are back to talk about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And Christina Burrell will share how she is walking with Mary in a special way this Advent. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. And that's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. So live from Pisic. Have you ever been to Pisic? No, I have not. You know, that that's the hometown of Father... Okay, he's, he's with the pastor out at St. Benedict's, Father Jared Cadillac. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yes, it, 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 it's a great... I haven't been there myself, but yeah, exactly. And they have a, a wonderful, wonderful church up there. If you have, Are you going to go up there yourself, you think, or will um, you be back here? I'll be back here. Riding herd on this group, huh? Here, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, someone has to be. <laughs> but anyway, that, that that's really kind of neat. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, thanks again for producing. That was wonderful. Well, we'd like to thank you all for uh, listening today. It was a, a fun, fun two hours. It, and as you can see that we have uh, a lot of issues, but I just want to leave you with one thing. And, and I actually, uh, this is so good to remember. As you know, I don't want to get political, but a lot of people are, you know, what's going on? There's probably a change in our political climate here in the country. But remember this, our faith is not in a political party, a government, an institution, a person, an ideology. It's in Jesus Christ. It's in God. And so please keep that in mind. He's in control no matter what happens. Yes, we need to fight for what we believe is right. But God is in control. Let's have peace in that. Let's pray. Let's live a happy, holy, be a joyful witness. And we will be fine. God is in control. Thank you. God bless you. Blessed Advent. Merry Christmas. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.